Hello, everyone. Praise God. We are so glad to be with you again to our Abundant Life Family Church online service. I'm Pastor Monty. This is Pastor Don. And we are so glad to be with you today. We believe today's message is going to be a great blessing to you once again. And we pray that you open up your heart, get your Bible, and be ready to receive what God has for you today. Glory to God. We want to also thank at this time our uh, continued faithful helpers, church family and friends, because it helps us to be able to do all we do for the kingdom and getting the gospel out. And we are getting the gospel out. Glory to God. Uh, first of all, before we get right into the word, I want to give you a little uh, uh, update uh, on our miracle services that we just had with Brother Swag uh, down here in Lapine and also in Tualatin. Uh, first of all, in Lapine, uh, we are so thankful and grateful for all the Lord did. Several people healed and uh, filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, a great receptivity to uh, the things of God, a great hunger. And uh, as uh, we all know, it's hunger that really lights the fuse, so to speak, of the blessings of God and all that God wants to do in our life. And uh, it's exciting times we're living in, and we're so thankful to be a part of it. In Tualatin, I had uh, several people ministered to for healing and touched by the power of God, the flowing of the word of knowledge was just so beautiful. And uh, we're so thankful for all the wonderful testimonies coming forth from that. And uh, if you have not uh, given us our, uh, your testimony about what the Lord did in either one of those services, please, by all means, send us an email and let us know because we want to pass that on to others because uh, testimonies are very, very in integral and important to... Uh, uh, a blessing to our own lives because we're supposed to testify about what Jesus did for us, but it's also very instrumental and helpful to others to inspire their faith to believe God too. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And so once again, we're, we're delighted to have you with us today. Uh, we want you to open up your Bibles to uh, the book of James. The book of James, we're going to continue on today uh, with the subject of wisdom. And Father, we do thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus for once again, Holy Spirit instructions and help today as we pray for utterance and believe for that. And then also for the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened, Lord. And we thank you today for once again, meeting every need of every person in the listening audience. And we thank you and praise you for that in Jesus mighty name. Amen. 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 Well, uh, let's look here today. Uh, if you have your Bibles, and hopefully you do, uh, to the third chapter of James. Uh, a little bit, the Bible is so full of God's wisdom. And we used as a key text in this particular series that we've been doing online uh, at this point on the subject of wisdom from uh, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, and particularly verse 10. And it talks about wisdom. And it ends up there saying, wisdom is profitable to direct. It's profitable to direct. And uh, we want to uh, here today uh, look further about this wisdom, uh, that uh, it's so important for us to have the wisdom of God for everything that we do in our lives. Uh, we can have natural wisdom, but God's supernatural wisdom imparted to us allows us to be able to facilitate the, uh, the knowledge that God has about certain things that we don't know yet. And thank God we know things in the natural and 
we can see how to do things. But uh, the wisdom of God, when we receive that, will help us individually as it's tailor-made for our individual lives. And uh, we're so thankful for that. So today in the book of James, as we look at this, uh, and by the way, uh, as we look at the different things coming down the pike in America and in this world, this is so apropos for our time in which we live in now, because there's all kinds of different things that are being brought to people, mandates, etc., on job situations. And uh, we do need God's wisdom on how to handle that and how to interact and react to people that may not be informed or they may be misinformed about really uh, so many of the things that are going on in the world today. The Bible tells us clearly, and we've touched on this before, that uh, God has not given us the spirit of fear, mm -hmm. but of right. power, love, and a sound mind. So with that in mind, uh, we want to launch forward today, starting in verse 13 in James chapter 3. And again, this is written to believers. And it says here, who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. Meekness of wisdom. Meekness is not weakness. Meekness is actually a spiritual strength that we have that comes from God. And as the scripture goes on to say here, it says, but if, if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not, lie not against the truth. So we see here that wisdom that comes from God and the knowledge that comes forth from him is good. And we're supposed to manifest that in our lives. But he contrasts that in verse 14 with what would be coming from the wisdom of the world or the world's way of, of acting and reacting. And that has to do with bitter envying and strife. Now, we've talked about this before, but bitter envying and strife Strife is the manifest presence of the devil, and strife is a blessing killer. Strife hinders us from receiving from God, because that is one of the key things in these last days through a myriad of different ways the Bible tells us about. Jesus talked about how, how many would be offended and hate one another in these last days, mm -hmm. and we see a world filled with strife and division and bitterness in their heart. That's one of the reasons why we have to be so careful as Christians to make sure that there's always an air of forgiveness about us and in us and manifesting itself through our lives versus unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. Because when we get in a position of, of unforgiveness, it hinders faith from working. And uh, we can see that as Jesus portrayed there and told us there in Mark 11, if you look down there, we all love Mark 11, 23 and 24, speaking to the mountain, believing that we receive in verse 24 and the blessings of God coming forth from that. But verse 25 and 26 is uh, key to that all working. And he talked about unforgiveness, particularly as a hindrance to our prayers mm -hmm. and to our faith working. So he tells us that there in verse 14, that uh, bitter envying and strife in our hearts we glory not and lie not against the truth. 
The truth is the way that God does things, all right? And he goes on in verse 15 and says, This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. So we see right there where this worldly wisdom comes from. And it descends not from above, but it's earthly. It's natural. It's fleshly. It's sensual. Or when we say the word sensual, it's sense-ruled, okay? And it may seem right on our flesh and feel good on our flesh, just like it feels good when we have a scratch to itch it, right? Well, it feels good to scratch the itch and and get argumentative, quarrelsome, and get into a position where we get into envy and strife and division. And the Lord knows how much strife and division we have in the world today. And that, that comes uh, from the kingdom of darkness. It comes from the devil's kingdom. Because that's what the devil does, is he causes strife and division. And wherever strife and division show up, in that regard, you can see and know that the devil's present trying to inflict people and get that type of spirit on them. So we have to be careful about that in these last days. And it goes on, verse 16, it says, For where envying and strife is, there's confusion and every evil work. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Every evil work. Now, as we talk about the subject of wisdom, that's the wisdom from above, God's wisdom, versus the wisdom that comes from the devil and the wisdom that he operates at and with and tries to get us influenced by in the world, okay? They're diametrically opposed to one another. So we have to be careful about that. And when he says here, envying and strife, you think about it, confusion and every evil work, and the Bible does not exaggerate. Where envying and strife is, think about that. There's confusion and every evil work. Well, the Bible tells us in the book of 1 Corinthians that God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. Mm -hmm. Okay? And he was talking in context to the operation and manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit. So whenever you have a place that's in turmoil, in unrest, uh, and you have strife and division going on, you know right away that it didn't come from God, but it came from the devil. And we have to be careful that we guard our heart in these last days, that we don't give place to that and actually become a pawn of the devil. And by pawn, this is exactly what I mean. In other words, we become an instrument of the devil to use as an influence for bad things, for evil things, and to further and enhance his kingdom. Albeit we could be a Christian, but yet we can also be an influencer for bad and do that so through envying and strife. We have to guard our, car, our, our heart towards envying other people, okay? That's one of the ways that division begins to work. Envying is wanting what someone else has. When we feel like, uh, you know, somebody gives a good testimony, perhaps they got healed or they got financially blessed. And then a person's like, hmm, you know, I wanted that. I want that. I've been believing God for that. That's That can be an open door for us to begin to envy and dislike someone because they've been blessed by God. And we can begin to, to not like them if we're not careful because they've been blessed by God. And we think that well, we haven't been blessed by God. Mm -hmm. 
right? That's true. That's true. And, and so we have to be careful to guard our heart. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 4 that we're to guard our heart for out of it are the issues of life. And so these Amen. things, in another place in the book of Hebrews, the Bible talks about a root of bitterness. And we can become bitter towards God, towards other people if we're not careful. And we're talking about this in relationship to and the connection to the worldly wisdom that seems to operate because we we see this so much in the world today. We see people trying to step on one another, hurt one another. And and it may temporarily seem like it relieves the hurt in our flesh to hurt someone else. But always remember this, hurting people hurt other people. Mm-hmm. You can't see deep down on the inside of somebody's heart or what's going on in them, in their life emotionally. That's right. But what happens is it's reflected in how they react towards things. Mm-hmm. So we have to be careful about that. That's right. Well, and you know, honey, too, I'm, I'm looking here in um, Ephesians chapter four. And, um, you know, the Bible using, pro, you know, God wis, God's wisdom is, uh, as we said there in Ecclesiastes 10.10, 10, it's profitable to direct. So part of that wisdom is how we mm-hmm. treat other people. Right. And it says here in verse 26, be ye angry and sin not and let not let the sun go down upon your wrath. So we don't want to give place to the devil in any way, shape or that's form right. with strife or any other thing that's that the devil would try to provoke us with. Because, you know, he's always trying to push, you know, just prod us and trying mm-hmm. to get us into position where the blessings of God are stopped. That's what happens when envy and strife come in. And again, we're talking about wisdom, but this is part of the wisdom of God is how we um, we we guard and protect our heart from from what the devil would try to get us to fall prey to. That's right. So be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole still no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands a thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. And it goes on to say, let no corrupt corruption or excuse me. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mm-hmm. mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Yes. And grieve not the Holy Ghost of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. So these things can grieve the Holy Ghost. We don't want to grieve the Holy Ghost, right? Right. And let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And it goes on to say, and this is how you're supposed to treat each other and guard and protect your heart right. and be ye kind one to another, tender hearted and forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake forgave you. So praise God. Yes. He gives us wonderful instructions on how we're supposed to do things. Amen. That's such a good scripture right there to reference. That's uh, in the book of Ephesians again. Uh, chapter four, mm-hmm. and we we have to guard our heart, and that's part of what Paul said was putting on the new man, which was created in righteousness and true holiness, that's mind right. you. So all this plays out how we put the new man on the outside because we've been born again as Christians, right? So you think about in the world today, and there's many because of what is going on in the world with all these different mandates that are endeavoring to come down the pack, pike and get people into the spirit of fear, whether losing their jobs, uh, losing different uh, freedoms, 
And we should be concerned about that. But we do know, as the Bible forecasts that in the last days, perilous times would come, and we're definitely uh, entered, we have definitely entered into those uh, days here. And we see an acceleration of these things. Mm -hmm. But again, guarding our heart, this is the wisdom of God. This is how we know the directions of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the living God, endeavoring to give us instructions on how to act how to react right. when we're faced with different things. Because you all are just like us in that you have feelings, you, you have desires, you have things. We're all all flesh, right? But we have to tame the flesh by keeping the new man instilled on the exterior of our life, right? That's right. That's and, right. and when we do, uh, this is how God gets the glory and works his way and his wisdom in a profitable way in our lives. Amen. And I really appreciate what um, what um, Paul says here in continuation, where he goes on to say here in um, chapter 5 of Ephesians, he goes on right here to say, in verse 1, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling uh, savor. And he goes on to say, you know, let these things not be a part of you. Talking about uh, filthiness, nor foolish talking, or jesting, and it goes on to say mm -hmm. there. But then he says here in verse 8, uh, where he says verse nine, 7, Be not ye therefore partakers with them. He wants us to separate the works of the flesh. Be mm -hmm. not a partaker of them. For if ye were sometimes darkness, but now ye are light, and the Lord walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness and righteousness and truth and proving what is, what is acceptable unto the Lord. And he goes on to say, verse 15, See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. So he doesn't want us to get caught up in all these things, but to stay true to the plan. Yes. What is the plan of God? What is the will of the Father? To see the lost come in and not to get turned in on ourselves or on other people, but get we have to really stay focused on what the Lord wants us to stay focused mm -hmm. on. Kingdom business. That's right. And right here he says, Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And then he talks about how we're not supposed to be drunk on wine, which is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And then when we got our mouth filled with the Spirit, then we're speaking psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. We don't have time for the other stuff. That's right. And that's wisdom right there. Mm -hmm. And then we're always giving thanks to the unto the Father in the, in, the, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It says there in verse 20 of chapter 5 of Ephesians. Those are glorious things. Those yes. are profitable things. Yes, Praise they the are. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. And see, that particular scripture there, as she was reading, this is the attributes of a true spirit-filled life. Those are the things that are reflected, as she just read there, uh, how we're supposed to act and react with what, how we you see predominantly by what we say. Mm -hmm. And because words, death, and life are in the power of the tongue, and those that love it will eat the fruit thereof, it says in the book of Proverbs. So mm -hmm. when we're when we're looking at the scriptures and how this all funnels down to the wisdom of God and how we act and how we react. Because, again, as we see things come down the pike and uh, see that uh, there's more 
that would try to thwart the plan of God and the gospel getting out and more restraints, more control over people's lives. Well, we know that the Constitution of the United States provides us and affords to us certain individual inalienable freedoms and specific rights as people. And we know that in these last days, evil men and seducers are going to wax worse and worse. But what we have to be careful about is that we don't get caught up in the worldly ways, in the worldly fray Mm -hmm. of trying to solve problems and to operate in the natural with just natural wisdom. That's why as we're reading these scriptures and they beautifully dovetail together, they're in James and Ephesians to where we as Christians understand that how we react to these things. We need to pray, pray for the leaderships uh, that are in these different positions that are trying to enforce certain mandates and certain things mm-hmm. and rules, regulations, restraints right. that, that we would uh, as Christians disagree with. Mm-hmm. How we go about and how we approach it is very significant mm-hmm. because we have to guard our heart because we, 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 as the Bible tells us, is to live peaceably, you know, if all possible, be at peace with other people and do that. Well, there's a way that we can do that by the spirit of the living God. Mm-hmm. Hold fast to our convictions. Hold fast to what we believe. But as uh, Pastor Don was reading there about being angry and sin not, a few minutes ago. This is important for us to realize that pretty soon we look at the way the world's operating is. It's fleshly. It's sensual, right? And it, what it does is it stirs up our emotions, stirs up our passions. And if we're not careful, it can get us into a position to where we're angry with people. Yes. We're angry all at, at all the time. Mm-hmm. And you see that more and more. So you have to really guard and protect your heart, even what you're reading or watching or listening on the news. We've talked yes. about this before. I know I have to be careful because we I can do. look at all the injustices throughout the world about people not doing the right thing. I'm talking about political stuff, you know, and and uh, you know what the truth is because the Bible, keep, I just keep going back to what is the truth. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life and mm-hmm. no man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's in John 14, 6. And so if he's the truth, and we're supposed to be lovers of truth, and there's not a whole lot of truth going on out there, we have to find what the truth is. We have to be studiers of truth. That's exactly we have to right. be lovers of truth. And then we have to guard and protect our heart from the lack of truth <laughs> that's being perpetrated out there. And that's why it's confusion. It is confusion. And that's where we have to sometimes make a stand. There's times we have to speak up. There's times we have to hold our tongue. You right. see, Jesus, there's times he answered them not a word. We can follow his example of saying something, and there's times you don't say something. And uh, we just have to kind of pick our battles, you know, that's about exactly those right. things. And uh, God will give us wisdom. But that's why being filled with the Spirit will allow us to be partakers of that wisdom. Yeah, that's exactly when to right. to say something, when not. And be led by the Spirit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Just, again, <laughs> biting your tongue might be the best thing. And, yeah, it's uh, like my dad used to say. He said, <laughs> the best weapon to hold in an argument is the tongue. Oh, boy. And in many cases, <laughs> don't you know that's true, right? Yeah. But, but this all goes together, and it's important at such a, for such a time as this that we do not 
give place to the devil in our life. You know, like Jesus said, Satan cometh and findeth nothing in me. And we can allow that spirit of anger and rage. You hear about road rage all the time. And pretty soon these things begin to simmer and they begin to grow and left unchecked. Pretty soon it starts a great big blaze. I remember here just, what was it, two months ago, where we had down here in the Lapine area a, a forest fire that started in with in a very, like on an acre, and within a couple hours it was 700, over 700 yeah, acres. Yeah, and, and, and that's how these things, if they're kindled, they can lead people down the wrong road to get them to do things that they regret. And, and, and we you, have to be yeah, careful about that. That's right, honey. And when you and when a person see you can be angry and still not sin. Right. It's just that when you stay perpetually, like you're talking about, angry, where okay, somebody cuts you off in traffic and you feel your fur maybe stand up on the back of your neck. And blood to boil. And blood to boil. But it's not so much but if you're already ticked off about something else, if you're already aggravated and irritated, that just compounds the problem. Exactly. It's it not that it. that person really cut you off. Yeah, that might have upset you, but if you're fueling anger already about some other things because you're meditating on those things, you know, we are what we meditate, right? The Bible says, as a, so as a man thinketh, so is he. Yes. And when you, whatever you're meditating on is what you're, what you become. And that's why they say, be careful because of your eye gate, your ear gate, what we read, what we see, what we hear. We have to be really careful about not letting that stuff perpetually make us angry and keep us in a realm of, um, of irritation. And in a whole different subject of that would be, um, it can affect your health, you know, stress we've seen, I've seen over the last few years, I've seen stress open up the door for the weirdest things to take place in people's bodies and thank God for his healing power. Thank God for revelation by the word of knowledge that you know god is you know we can we can flow in those gifts mm-hmm. to the praise and glory of the lord we do uh, as the lord wills mm-hmm. but a lot of times we find out the result of that has been you're in stress you're in care you've taken the care yeah and we have to be in that and it opens up the door for really weird stuff to happen especially when maybe that genetically it doesn't fall in your family which god is already taking care of that through jesus too yeah we can stand upon the word. Jesus became a curse for us. So there's no such thing as a generational curse. You've been redeemed from those curses. You can stand upon Galatians 3 for what Christ already took care and delivered you from. But a lot of times people don't know about those things. They yeah, don't they're know. generational they only if you accept them Yes, uh, for yourself. That's right. All right. But there's a bloodline, the blood of Jesus, that's against the works of the devil. That's Amen. right. That's why you plead the blood over your life. Amen. I think of that scripture uh, in Proverbs twenty six twenty, in relationship to feeding that anger and that hostility. Right. It says, "Where no wood is, there the fire goeth out." Mm-hmm. You know, in the natural, we know that if you don't yes. feed something, then it's going to mm-hmm. subside and die out. Right. That's right. And it goes on to say, "So where there is no tail bearer, the strife ceases." Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and much of what we hear today uh, through the the news media is just a bunch of of uh, deception, and and most of all, you know that. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful where you get your your stream of information from, mm-hmm. and that goes to 
we need to study to show ourselves approved. Even like as Christians, we need to study the Bible for ourselves. We need to study. And we tell people in our congregation repeatedly that you need to make sure you study for yourself and not just rely on somebody else's information that they give to you, Mm -hmm. especially in the days we live in. So remember, knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. Knowledge is power. So wisdom is profitable to direct. And, and so when you see that, uh, uh, when you get into contention and things, uh, the tailbearer stripes ceaseth where there's no tailbearer. Okay. And so there's, there's this divisive working and the devil's the center of it. And you have to be careful to guard your heart, your eye gate, what you listen to as pastor Don was saying a minute ago about if things upset you, be careful about how much you're feeding yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You you have to be careful about your intake and what you do. And we're, we're not by all mean, by any means saying don't watch the news or don't listen to the news. You just have to be careful and selective about what feedings that you're allowed allowing to come and be put into your life, okay? Right. Because they can feed rage. We see all the injustices in our society, mm-hmm. things that should not happen. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just going to get worse and worse in these last days. But the important thing is, again, guarding your heart, Amen. guarding your heart. Now, to end this here today, it says, but the wisdom, verse 17 of James three, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable. We're talking about the peaceableness of things. Right. And and as opposed to this rage or this anger. It's first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And he's our Lord as Christians. That's right. Right? And he is the Prince of Peace. And he wants us to walk in peace and be as peaceable as we can that does not by any means mean we shouldn't stand up for the rights that we do have and privileges we should have in our lives in America as Christians, okay? But there's a balance uh, to that, okay? There's a fine line, but it's got a real sharp edge to it, okay? Mm -hmm. And so be careful about that. And you might say summing this up today is, the wisdom of God that's profitable in directing us is we've always got to check ourselves to make sure that we're not allowing external influences to eradicate the peace of God that's on the inside of us. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. So important for us to have. You may be out there today saying that you're talking about peace. My life seems like it's in a jumble. There's lots of opposition I've had. I'm angry hostile towards people, and even been angry at God. Well, the good news is, is that God does love you. He's on your side. He wants to help you. He wants to help everybody. But we have to yield our lives to him and then know by the wisdom that comes from this instruction book right here, the word of the living God, a God that has revealed his will to us, that we can operate in his wisdom, have it profit our lives, Because when we live at peace among ourselves, as another verse tells us, be peaceable among yourselves. It's important for us because we guard our heart 
from a lot of exterior things that would try to influence us and take us down. And then we'd become operating just like the rest of the world. But if you're out there today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and today you've heard about him, but you're ready to make a decision for him, a lifelong decision by counting the cost. What's it going to cost you to serve Jesus? It's going to cost you everything. It's going to cost you the ability to be your own Lord, do what you want to do, and you become you become hooked to him because he becomes your Lord as well as your Savior. And if you want to follow him for the rest of your life, making it heaven your home one day, then today is the day for you to receive Jesus. But you need to do it because you want to out of your heart. You want that change. And it starts by being born again. So if you're out there and you know that you know that you're not right with God, I want you to pray after me. And allow your heart to say these words. Mm -hmm. Articulate them through your tongue. I want you to bow your head right wherever you are. Get on your knees if you can. In an act and a symbol of humility and respect and honor to God. Say this after me. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I come to you. I come to you. Right now. Right now. And I humble myself. And I humble myself. I say. I say. Acknowledge out of my heart. Acknowledge out of my heart that I'm a sinner. That I'm a sinner in need of your saving grace. In need of your saving grace. And today, and today, I want to receive Jesus. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord. As my Lord. As my Savior. As my Savior. To wash me in His blood. To wash me in His blood. To cleanse me from my sin. To cleanse me from my sin. To give me a brand new start. To give me a brand new start. And come into His family. And to come into His family. So right now. So right now, I say with my mouth, I say with my mouth, because I believe in my heart, because I believe in my heart, that Jesus was raised from the dead, that because Jesus was raised from the dead, on that third day, on that third day, that I receive him, that I receive him as my personal Lord, as my personal Lord, and my personal Savior, and my personal Savior, and I believe in my heart, and I believe in my heart, that he, that he confirms his word, that he confirms his word, and I receive him now, and I receive him now, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want to thank you, Father. I want to thank you, Father. For sending him. For sending him. Just for me. Just for me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. If you prayed that prayer, or you should have prayed that prayer, we want you to contact us. You can see the website down there at the bottom of your screen. And let us know that you prayed, because we want to do two things, particular things for you. Number one, send you some free materials to help you get started in your walk with the Lord. Mm -hmm. But secondly, help you get connected with a church, a Bible-believing, spirit-filled church that will help you in your walk with God because you need fellowship with other like-minded believers. Mm -hmm. And remember, it's just the start. It's not the end, okay? Praise God. We rejoice with you. Uh, Before we close out, we want to remind everyone that, you know, coming up September 10th, and we didn't say this at the beginning, but September 10th, Friday at 7 p.m., right down here in Lapine, we're going to be kicking things off with our first Abundant Life Family Church service right in Lapine. So if you're in the area and uh, you don't have a church home, uh, we welcome you to come and be a part of what God's doing. Uh, it's just amazing about how hungry the people are down here. That's right. uh, just putting up a sign the other day, even before <laughs> we get the sign up, it just happened that people are just like, Wow, we want to come. 
And uh, so God's moving. There's a stirring yes. going on. People know it's the last days and uh, they need to keep their eyes on Jesus. And with that, as we leave you today, we tell you to keep your eyes on him because Jesus is the only savior that this world could have. And he's coming soon. And your testimony is important to you and to others to hear what God's done for you. So until next time, we love you. God loves you. And remember that the harvest is truly plenteous. The labors are few. And God wants you to become a fruitful labor in his harvest in these last days. Amen. Amen.